Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 362 of Sports. I'm Tony, and with me, I've got Off-Road Andy. Hello. We do not have Sean with us on this sports episode, but he was with us on our entertainment episode. So please uh, take a listen to that one and uh, share the good wealth about it to somebody else. But uh, we've got a good sports episode for you guys. we got some good NBA talk about uh, more of the all-star rosters, a big key injury to a former MVP, uh, some good signings in the MLB, along with some re-signings. Uh, We're going to dip into what happened this All-Star weekend for the NHL. We're also going to let you guys know about uh, some of the rankings here for uh, college uh, basketball. And then, of course, we're going to get into the meat potatoes at the very end here, talking about the Super Bowl, which is coming up this weekend. We're going to throw out some props for it. We're going to talk about it. And this will be a good episode. But uh, we're going to start off here with the NBA. Last week, we talked about... The starting lineups. And now we've got the uh, reserves for you guys. And uh, we'll let you guys know who that is. And uh, we'll let you guys know about uh, any snubs. So we're going to pull it off here to our NBA expert, Mm -hmm. Off-Road Andy. (laughs) So we'll start with the West because that was the more difficult conference here. Um, That'll have more of the snubs. Um, But yeah, the reserves are Devin Booker, Stephen Curry, Anthony Davis, Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and Carl Anthony Towns. So... Couple Clippers, couple uh, Wolves there. Uh, the big stubs there are the Sacramento Kings, neither um, Sabonis or, or Fox or De'Aaron Fox. Um, there are also people like James Harden, who doesn't have the points per game anymore, but is uh, you know leading this great Clippers offense. I think, uh, I think missing the time in the beginning, you know, when he was still a sixer, probably hurts his case there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's guys like Chet Holmgren. Yeah. You know, maybe too young. Yeah, he's um, in the, I know he's in the Rising Stars game. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Gobert, you know, one of the best teams in the West here, anchoring that defense. Uh, Laurie Markinen, who I think has missed, missed too many games at this point, but like, you know, still very productive and all-star last year. Uh, and the Jazz have kind of turned it around. But yeah, the West is just really, really tough. Uh, a lot of good players. Um, in the East, the reserves are uh, Bam Adebayo, uh, Paolo Banchero, which that's, you know, good for him. Second year, former number one pick, uh, getting an all-star. I'm going to skip this one and go to Jalen Brown, uh, Jalen Brunson. So that's, that was huge, uh, you know, getting that nod uh, for the Knicks. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, Donovan Mitchell, uh, and Julius Randle. So the East has two guys that are injured and won't be on the roster. So that's uh, Embiid, which we'll talk a little more about his injury because mm-hmm. how key it is. Uh, and then Julius Randle's also uh, recently injured. He's going to miss a few weeks, miss the All-Star game there. So the injury replacements in the East are Trey Young and Scotty Barnes, which that's an interesting pick there. He's uh, the unquestioned leader of the Toronto Raptors now after they traded both of the other um, semi-star players they had there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good numbers for, for Scotty Barnes. 20 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Almost, yeah, six basically assists. six assists, yeah. Yeah, it's he's, he's a triple-double type player. Uh, and then Trey Young just, you know, always puts in a ton of points. So he gets the free throw line a lot, too. I've watched a handful of his games. I mean, 27 points a game, uh, 11 assists. Uh, but he he gets to the line. He uh, makes things happen. Although you're not going to see many free throws in this All-Star game, so that's going to become irrelevant here. But what you will see is a bunch of three-pointers being shot, and I imagine they still have the four-point shot, which is Trey Young range. So uh, maybe that'll end up being a good pickup for the East. It's hard to really get into snubs for the East because they have these two replacements here. 
Um, but it is notable the Celtics just had the two guys. So D- Derek White was a potential all-star there. Also, what I feel like is uh, notable for the East is that uh, the head coach for the all-star game is going to be Doc Rivers. And I found out that this is because the Boston coach, you're not allowed to do it two years in a row. And what I did hear, too, is that uh, Doc Rivers said he is going to give the bonus money and uh, something else to uh, the former Milwaukee coach because he feels like it was his earning because yeah. it should have been him. You know, he's only coached the Bucks for, what, two or three games now. So he didn't feel which uh, they actually are playing tonight against Phoenix, which should be a good matchup on TNT. But uh, that uh, I think that's pretty cool of Doc Rivers, you know, giving the the money, you know, he's. Probably doesn't need it. Probably feels like, you know, it'll be more important to him. But that's cool to recognize that, that, yeah, he wasn't. He feels guilty, I would imagine, even coaching this all-star game. But, you know, popular coach. Yeah, I don't think we have any of the uh, other announcements yet for the all-star weekend uh, in Indianapolis this year. But, yeah, we'll talk about that one when that does happen. You know, they still do a dunk contest and everything. Um but the other big NBA thing that's happening right now, uh, the trade deadline, I believe it's this Thursday, like Thursday at noon. Uh, and we haven't had a big trade in a couple weeks. I mean, this is the, the two Raptors trades were, were big. Um, but one of the key players who was on the trading block is not going to be traded. So Zach Levine is out for the season with an, an injury. So uh, that's not going to happen. No one's going to trade for him now. And maybe in the offseason, I don't know what his contract situation is, but uh, it, it seemed like it was really hard for anyone to take him anyways. He's got got a lot of money uh, owed to him, so teams didn't want to, you know, trade. They'd have to trade talent back, most likely. Um, but I don't know who the, the big names are going to be out there. The Lakers want to make a move. LeBron always hints towards it this time of year, and they trade a bunch of guys. But. Yeah, I saw D'Angelo Russell's names out there because he's been playing really well, so they might be able to grab something back from him. Um, but... Yeah, that's a big thing there. And then uh, another big thing here was uh, Joel Embiid, last year's MVP, uh, out for, I, I saw, a minimum four weeks with a meniscus. Yeah, it's a serious injury. And uh, the big thing here is, uh, so they talked about this. Like, last week, they played Golden State. We actually watched uh, some of the game on TNT. And he was a late start because they had played the day before, and he was hurt against Portland. He didn't play. And he was a late start and he did play. And one of the reasons that a lot of people said he did play was because you do have to have a certain number of games to qualify for MVP. And it looks like he kind of re-aggravated injuries. Like it just wasn't smart. And I think now they've been smart saying like, you know what? You got to go get that surgery. We care more about the playoffs. We want you healthy. And uh, yeah, this uh, significant time he's going to miss uh, makes him ineligible now to be able to be the MVP for the second year in a row, which, uh, Definitely opens it up for some of the key guys that have been playing well, like uh, Luka, Jokic is always up there. And then uh, one of Andy's favorites, the sweet Canadian boy, SGA, is uh, one of the top guys up there for MVP this Can't year. Can't forget about Giannis. And then also yeah. Kawhi Leonard. It's on, it's on a run. Like yeah. He's going to he's gonna hit that game's requirement as long as he doesn't get it. Yeah, he's been doing injury. well so far. I feel like uh, George has missed more games than him, I feel like. I think they're around even. Yeah. They're both missed around like four or yeah, five Yeah, the Clippers games. are gelling right now. The Clippers are playing very good team basketball. They're a team that I still feel like doesn't get talked about enough, but uh, they're they're going to be dangerous. And I think, and you never know, maybe they make a move and get like a little bit more, some more bench depth, maybe another big. Yeah, I think it's going so well right now that I don't Yeah, think maybe don't anything, fuck with anything. Yeah, well, we don't uh, fix what's not broke, there, right? There will be some some more minor deals, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, like like one of them, like Luca, like Luca's got the numbers for MVP. It's hard to win the MVP if you're fighting for that eighth seed there. 
Uh, I think they're a team that that might make a move here, trying to get into the like top four or something. But yeah, uh, I think this is a uh, this is about the time people start caring about the NBA, right? It's the last week of football. Next next week we'll have Sunday ESPN or ABC games and everything. So, uh, well, I guess we won't. Next Sunday will be the All Star game, so we won't have uh, any Sunday ABC game, but. Uh, yeah, in the future we will. Yes, yes we will. It's basketball's time to take over. Um, but for now, that's it for basketball. Yeah, so we're going to move on over here to the MLB, which uh, spring training is only about less than 10 days away. But uh, the MLB here, uh, we've got the, or I guess uh, when when they, catchers and pitchers report, right? Is that true? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. I saw something the other day that said it was like nine days away or something. I think that was like a day or two ago. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, we've got some uh, MLB news here. With the Starting off with the Baltimore Orioles made a trade. For Corbin Burns, former Cy Young winner for the Milwaukee Brewers. So let's uh, hear a little bit about that. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because he's he was on the trading block that, this season because the Brewers just don't have the money to, to keep people. And so he's in the last year of his deal. So I think everyone knew this was coming. Um, but I guess not not a huge market. So he ended up getting traded for, um, I have that wrong, uh, two, two prospects, neither of which are in the top five for the Orioles, but I think they were like, in the top 10, so that kind of range of prospect, uh, as well as pick number 34 in next year's draft. So the Royals got that that pick because of the uh, the competitive balance draft thing, where it's like extra picks for poor teams, um, which is interesting because the Orioles are considered a poor team, but maybe not anymore. They did they do have new owners. They, oh, that's right. Yeah. Deal just closed last week, um, so maybe the Orioles will not be considered a small, you know, like a small market poor team anymore. Um, especially they. They have the young players that they're going to have to start shelling out some money, so they they got to prepare for that. Um, but anyways, they won't have that pick that'll go to Milwaukee. Uh, the Orioles have some here, like Corbin Burns has. Like I said, he's he's a Cy Young type player. Um, they have good pitchers, good young pitchers on the team already. Uh, they have uh, remember, was John Means. Uh, oh yeah, he's coming back from Tommy John surgery. They they've got a rotation going. Uh, which was, I think, one of the one of their weaknesses from a, a hundred win team last year. Uh, so they're they're looking really good. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're sitting as the favorites in the American League this year, even with uh, defending champion Rangers and Astros and everything, um, because you have to expect that the young talent is just going to get better, and they've got Jackson Holiday coming soon. Uh, so they. They're they're in a good position. Yeah, the the Orioles are definitely positioning themselves to be good for uh, quite some time here. Along with, I know they talk about the Mariners too. Have a nice. A lot of people like what they're doing. A lot of people predicted them to be a World Series champion in the next handful of years as well. And then uh, here we go, Andy. Your uh, your team right here, the Dodgers, resign your boy Kershaw. It feels like every offseason they're talking about him leaving, and then he just comes right back. Yeah, so it sounds like this this was in the works for a while because. Uh he is. He had a surgery, so he is not going to be available until halfway through the season. If they had signed him earlier, they would have had to give him a roster spot. But now they can sign him immediately, put him on the sixty-day DL, and he'll never touch the the roster. It's how that works. I know baseball's got some weird rules there, um, but yeah, he's he will be there for July and on. And uh, maybe that's the hidden trick: is make him if he starts in July, he'll be really good in October this year. Uh, who knows? Because, like, obviously what happened last year in that playoff start, 
for him to be like, no, I was totally fine. And then have sur- shoulder surgery like a week later. I was like, no, you weren't totally fine. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, he's old. He breaks down. Um, but he was still so valuable for that team last year. Um, still their, their best starter like every day. Um, that it just helps. And then they, they can withstand uh, his absence um, to start the season. They've got so many different guys, even including, or even though the fact that uh, Otani won't be one of the pitchers on their team next year. Um, but yeah, next up, we got a couple uh, extensions for some, uh, I guess, fan favorite players here. Uh, one, one is a pretty cool story because I don't think we've ever seen anything like this for this franchise. But uh, the Royals have give, decided to give Bobby Witt Jr. massive extension. Wow. 11 years, $289 million. Now, my one concern about this is that uh, there was a small market team that gave their young star a uh, massive extension, I think, last year or the year before that. Um, and then he decided to like start having sex with 14 year olds. So, oh yeah. Um, that is the risk with these deals. Is, that is the Tampa Bay Rays. Of yes. course we were talking about and Wander Franco. Yes. So, uh, that is the, that was the massive downside of these types of deals. And I still don't know what's going to happen there. Like Bobby Witt. I mean, he's a good player, but I mean, 11 years, almost 300. That seems like quite a pity. It is, but the fact that like he'll be, he won't be making 30 million until like five years from now. Okay. Um, and at that point, so it locks him down players, and helps, you know, the star players of, in five years from now might be making 50 million a year. So um, they're able to basically get him a little bit more money while he's young than he would get otherwise, but also get him kind of cheap and kind of lock him in there. Um, but that is the trend now. A lot of these people are signing these huge extensions at age 27. Better to do it at age 23, 24, I think, um, you know, than like. The Padres are, are going to be paying Xander Bogarts $35 million when he's 39 years old. Uh, that stuff's rough. Whereas this, this contract takes Bobby Wade, I think, through uh, age 34. So that's mm. totally fine. Very good. Um, but speaking of age 34 and beyond, uh, Houston Astros have extended Jose Altuve for another five years, $125 million. So uh, that pretty much guarantees he, he will never play for another team. Um, I should see how old he actually is right now. He is 33. So, yeah, I think, I mean, there's a chance he plays for his contract and, and goes and plays for another team at age 38 or something. But uh, I feel like the Astros kind of want him to be a, a career Astro. You know, he's been there through it all, through every single cheating scheme possible. <laughs> he's been there um, every every success and every, um, every cheat. So, um, I, I don't know. Good for you. He, he's, he's kind of a guy who I think ruined it i mean it wasn't his idea to cheat i would say but like he would have been one of like the most beloved players of all time i think because of his short stature and still you know everything he's done oh yeah he was like Uh, a modern day he was a real life pablo sanchez (laughs) i think he's kind of ruined that but you know he's still worthy of praise in some respect but uh he's getting a lot of money he's already made a lot of money he's getting more yeah very good good for uh good for him but uh, moving on here, we're going to go to the briefly talk about the NHL All-Star Weekend. We had, uh, you know, they do it with the, the this year they did it a little different where they had uh, instead of just like the Central and the Pacific as one team, the Atlantic and the Metropolitan, they did uh, team captains. So the four team captains were on the Western Conference side. It was Team McDavid and Team McKinnon. And on the Eastern Conference side, it was Team Matthews and Team Hughes, even though Hughes didn't even end up getting to play because of an injury. But uh, the first matchup was uh, the thing I thought was interesting was they played two 10 minute uh, periods. So basically like two 10 minute halves, if you will. 
and you know, it's three on three. So usually you could see a lot of goals. And I saw that the over under for both the first two games was 11 and a half goals. And both went under the first score of the first game was only four to three. And the second game was six to five, which ended in a shootout. And, uh, so then I think there was a dip because, uh, of the low scoring. So the finals ended up being, uh, only nine and a half goals, which, uh, ended up going over a seven to four, but, uh, none of the games had 12 goals in them, which was, you know, the predicted, you know, basically the line for all of them. But, uh, yeah, Team McDavid took out uh, Team McKinnon in a shootout also, I believe, in the in the first game. And then Team Matthews took out Team Hughes in a shootout in the second game. And then in the finals, Team Hugh, uh, Team Matthews beat uh, Team McDavid 7-4, to four, uh, giving them the, the title there in Toronto also. So fitting for Team Matthews. And every team got to have like a celebrity coach. And the celebrity coach for uh, Team Matthews was Justin Bieber because he's a big Toronto fan, Toronto native. Uh, good friends with a lot of these Maple Leafs players because he is a, such a big hockey fan. And, you know, Toronto's kind of got a young, hip team with guys like Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. And so, yeah, he ended up getting that. And then uh, I believe I saw the, I think Team uh, team McDavid, I saw their uh, uh, celebrity coach was, um, why am I blanking on his name? The guy. Keanu Reeves. No, it was. Uh, Justin Trudeau. No, from uh, he's in Arrested Development and he's the announcer. Will Arnett. In, uh, Will Arnett. Yes, thank you. I was trying name. to think of uh, Canadians, but yeah, Will Arnett was the was the was the celebrity coach for that, and I think Gretzky was like the celebrity coach for like Team Hughes or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was uh, you know it was kind of exciting. I was watching a little bit on the TV, but you know nothing nothing crazy. But yeah, that was uh, pretty much just that, just brief NHL All Star Weekend. But um, yeah, so moving on here, we're actually going to give you guys a little bit of the NCAA uh, college basketball rankings. We're going to go down and we're just going to give you what, just the top 10 we said. Yeah. And then uh, I'm going to talk about a couple of the top 10 teams. So yeah. We're going to so, do that every week. Try to get you, you know, a little, little more informed before the, uh, the madness. Yeah. Starts. Which does start only in a short month, but yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll give you guys the rankings going from 10 to number one. Currently right now, starting this week off number 10, Illinois, it's 17 and five. Duke Blue Devils, number nine, 16 and five. You got your Arizona Wildcats, number eight, despite being heavily upset a couple weeks ago. They are 17 and five. Marquette sitting at number seven at 17 and five. Tennessee sitting at number six at 16 and five. Then you've got the top five coming up here. Houston, who seems to always be up there the last few years. They're 19 and three. And then you've got Kansas, who's number four at 18 and four. North Carolina, who's number three at 18 and four, but they did just get upset tonight at home to Clemson, who I don't even think is ranked. And then here are the top two here. You got Purdue, number two at 21 and two. And then you've got UConn, your four, your uh, defending champion at number one at 21 and or 22 and two as well. And uh, yeah, so Andy wanted to briefly or 20 and two, I'm sorry. Uh, Andy wanted to briefly talk about a couple teams here, and he wants to start off with the Illinois Fighting the Lion. Yeah, so uh, they were actually ranked 25th heading into the season, and they worked their way all the way up to the top 10. Uh, somewhat impressively, without their best player for a stretch of the season. So this is one of the crazier stories in college basketball, but their, their leading scorer is uh, Terrence Shannon Jr., who uh, transferred from Texas Tech, I believe, uh, been with Illinois for a couple of seasons now. Uh, he was not just accused of rape, but he was arrested. Oh, wow. Um, he was uh, accused of uh, raping someone after a Illinois-Kansas football game or in, in September, so way before the season started. Um, I think there ended up being some complications with 
the case, and I, I don't even I don't even know. I'm not completely on top of it. Um, I do know Illinois suspended him, and he sued Illinois, um, saying that like I shouldn't I should be able to play um, because this is there's something wrong with this case, and you know I have I'm going to defend myself and everything. Um, but he was out for about a month, and and he was able actually to win a court case. Not to do with his criminal stuff, but a court case against Illinois that forced them to reinstate him. Um, and very awkward situation because his team wanted him. His team believed him that he didn't do it. They wanted him to play as their, their leader. Um, but it was the school who, who, who suspended him and they were overruled. So he's back. He's playing now. Um, there's nothing new is going to happen on this front. He will play. He will be in the NCAA tournament. Um, cause I think any of the legal stuff will be down the road. Um, but yeah, just a crazy situation there. Yeah, it is. It's got to also be a little bit of a distraction there. You got to think for the team. Yeah, I mean, you think like last year we had another weird crime thing with Brandon Miller. Oh yeah. But yeah, their their second leading score uh, is a a forward here, a senior uh, transfer from Southern Illinois. So that's there's a lot of transfers here, um, and that's kind of how you you be successful. You got to mix and match uh, players who've been with you the whole time, and go get these guys from smaller schools that are you know twenty two, twenty three. Especially with that extra COVID year, you got guys like this that are you know, fifth-year seniors. Uh, but he's averaging 16 points a game for Illinois. Marcus Domosk. And then to go to Duke here. So Duke, which, uh, you know, they've had some good, good wins. They just lost to North Carolina this weekend, uh, their hated, hated rival. Um, their best player is Kyle Filipkowski, who uh, probably should have left for the NBA last year. Um, he probably would have been a first-round pick. I think you don't ever want to turn down being a first-round pick, but I imagine at this point now he's going to be a, maybe a little higher pick. So maybe it was the right decision to come back to college, but uh, he's averaging 18 points a game, uh, eight and a half rebounds. Uh, and just He's a big guy who can shoot. Um, good good player, one of those guys that was like not the best player, but you know I think that's what helped. It helps when you have like a star player like this who feels he's not good enough to go after one year and you get that second year out of him. Um, then they also have a uh, senior guard, Jeremy Roach, who's been there forever. I mean, this is his fourth year. It started um, pretty much the entire time. So it's a name you've probably seen before. You know, he, played, yeah. he played with Paolo and stuff like that, and even even earlier than that, I think. So, uh, yeah, it shows he's shooting 47% from three, too. I don't know how many threes he's taken a game, but it's a good percentage. Yeah, let's see. It does. Uh, yeah. Okay, so he takes about... Three to four, three to four. A yeah, game? that's pretty good. Yeah. Or what? I guess what year are we in now? Yeah. So he's taking, yeah, about only three or four a game. Yeah. So he's not shooting too much, but again, forty minute games makes a difference. All the stats are a little, a little worse there. Yeah. True. Oh, short but, sample size. Yeah, that's Illinois and Duke. So next week we'll have uh, we'll talk about another couple teams here. We'll see. Yeah. Where the rankings shake up next. Yeah, we'll we'll update you on the rankings every week because thing you know things change a lot. But then we'll also you know pick out a couple teams to talk about there. But uh, now I think it's time to get into um, the meat and potatoes here. But before we do, we got we do have a couple stories that have happened. Uh, we got a couple new coaching hires. So we'll start off with the Seattle Seahawks have hired uh, Mike McDonald. I don't know who that is. He's the Ravens defensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Uh, also coached for Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Um, so the Harbaugh has been trading coaches for years uh, between Michigan and the Ravens. And uh, I think that'll come to an end now that they're both back in the NFL. Um but yeah, that's that was the one. Of, that's one of the coaching hires this week. Uh, the other one is the Commanders hiring Dan Quinn. Uh, so that means everyone's hired. There's no more coaching vacancies. 
Uh, so Vrabel and Belichick, two of the bigger names, left out of the, uh, the whole the whole cycle here. I don't know what those two guys are going to do. I mean, obviously, Belichick's much older. Vrabel can, af- can afford to take the time off. <clears throat> Uh, but still, I'm sure he wants to coach. I'm sure he was shocked to uh, be fired or whatever. And then, yeah. or, and then, but even then, I think he probably thought for sure I'll get a job out there. A lot of people believed he was the best free agent coach. And I don't think any defensive coordinator positions are open either. So, um, and and one of the other he might not even want a defensive coordinator position. He might want to take the year off and then go get a yeah coaching job. You can consult or you can go work for ESPN, and then when the best. When the best team fires their coach, you take over for them. Yeah. Uh, Stock Rivers right there. Um, Dan Coon was a little bit of a surprise because everyone thought the commanders were going to hire the Lions' Ben Johnson. I think we talked about that last week where he confirmed you know, I'm coming back. Stay, yeah. So there's been a lot of stories about how like the commanders are leaking stuff that he had a bad interview. And then his team is leaking stuff that the commanders, no one wants to coach for them because it's still a bad organization. And I don't know. It's all over the place. But. Yeah, there's no more no more vacancies. It's all everyone's hired now. Very good. But now it is uh it is time. It's what you work for all year. We are finally at Super Bowl weekend. Uh the big game is this Sunday at 3:30 Pacific time. And so uh yeah, we wanted to do you want to give some how do you want to do this? Some props first, some like who you think's going to I mean, going to win the game? Do we even care about who we think's going to win think the game? I think we should end that with the, the real like who who's going to win, but um I had trouble this year finding the weird props. I don't know if you... No, I didn't find any weird props, but I found... uh, I just gave a handful of props. There was some... I mean, I follow on the internet, too. I see a lot of funny stuff. Like, one prop was, will Taylor Swift be showing any cleavage or not? Which is... How do you even, like, win that? Just just a top that's not warm looking. Because, I mean, like, the Gatorade one is always a big one here. I found on here on covers.com. Uh, looks like purple is the favorite. I don't know what inside information. Why is purple? I never buy purple Gatorade. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm a yellow guy when it comes to Gatorade. Yeah. Maybe do an orange. Also, they give you like good options. You get yellow, green, and yeah. lime all in one. I think it must be like com- combined. So the no Gatorade bath is interesting because is that just assuming it goes in overtime and there's no time to throw Gatorade on them? Well, there'd still be Gatorade at the end, right? That's what I thought, but why does it say no Gatorade bath? No one's going to. They just don't do it. And also, that's the favorite, though. Like, that's. You're right. <laughs> Does it have we confirmed? Does it happen every? <laughs> I don't know. I like this is the first time I've seen a non Gatorade yeah. like it all be like the favorite at plus one sixty. Because it it isn't a thing that happens every time. It doesn't does it happen? I feel like I a, see it happen a lot, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what yeah. if it does? This is only a two point spread. So what? Maybe it doesn't happen when it goes in overtime. Like, when would it happen? I don't know. And I mean, there's a picture of Andy Regan hit with some orange right there. I mean, that's the thing too. Is like you know the they've got a okay. This one says. Plus 4,000 for no Gatorade bath. So I don't know what those odds were saying. Plus 160 with a greater sign. I don't know what that meant. Yeah, I don't know what that means either. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, those are always a fun one. That's one of the most popular ones is Gatorade color. Yeah. Are they clear slash water? There is a clear flavor. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. You get water as well. I've seen a clear flavor as well. Do people actually drink Gatorade like in games, athlete events? Yeah, I mean, I think the little there. cups. Just, I mean, just is there for <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I feel like a lot of people. It's like they've you don't see what they're drinking because there's always in a little cup, yeah. like you know. Now I know it was invented for that because I saw the commercial from like five years ago. Remember that the Gatorade? Yeah, like the old school commercial or something. There's a commercial where it's like, here's how Gatorade is invented. 
It was about uh, Florida Gators. Yeah. Is that true, though? It was the Florida Gators who yeah, invented it? Was in the, it was in their own commercial, so I believe. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it makes sense. Gator. Aid. Gators. But, uh, yeah, well, what uh, I, I know I have a few props here. They're just regular props. Yeah, but of course, there, there is the, there's all the Taylor Swift stuff. So, you want to look at any of these. Uh, will Travis Kelsey propose? Wow. Um, no is a huge favorite. No is a huge favorite because that just seems like. Cliche. Well, that's not going to happen. They've, they've not been together for a year. I don't think it's a great idea. But also, they need to win, too. He's not going to propose after a loss. And they are the underdog. So, I think that factors in as well. Will Taylor Swift wear an outfit made by Kristen Juszczyk? <laughs> so here is the actual intrigue behind that. Who is that? Is that his, the, the fullback's wife, wife? The wife of the fullback of the 49ers. So when she wore oh. that like coat of Travis Kelsey's, it came out that she made that. Um, oh. Because she's done that for a lot of different people. Like that's her like passion, I guess. Um, but of course now they're going against the Niners. She's probably not going to be making more gear for her this week so uh that's interesting uh <laughs> will her, tr- her travel from japan to las vegas be shown on cbs now i don't know what that means like indiana <laughs> yeah. jones like, are we, like, like is, it, is it gonna be like a three like a has, sit down on cbs for 14 and a half hours and watch her flight yeah i don't really know what that Evan means either. washburn in the plane <laughs> <laughs> so taylor how's the how's the seat feeling uh yeah wow there's some stuff here Swift and Kelsey be shown kissing. Yeah, but I mean, again, that's if they win. I mean, which is interesting about that. I mean, I guess maybe they could show them like kissing a defeated kiss. How, how is she going to get down from the box where she's in? She did it last week. That's yeah. why that's the oh, whole problem. She, okay. she kissed him after the Ravens game. I didn't pay attention to that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's because you don't have like social media and stuff. That's why it's. But that's the funny thing is about the embassy of Japan is making sure she gets there in time. Like, that's what's so wild to me. Is that the embassy of Japan is like, we got you. Yeah. No, I trust Japanese pilots. <laughs> they always hit their targets. So. <laughs> that was uh, that was good. That was a good one. <laughs> but uh, should we get into some of our props? Do you this, even have props yet? I know which ones I like, and I'm going to go back and, and fill them in here. Okay. But, uh, should I start us off then with a prop? Yeah, you can go ahead. All right. The first prop I have here, and I was hearing this, and it's, you know, I, I liked it. It sounded good to me. But that saying, on the yes, which is minus 145, that the longest field goal in the game will be over 47 and a half yards. So I'm sitting here saying that somebody will make a field goal in this game of 48 yards or farther. You got someone like Harrison Butker that's got a great leg. I trust Moody can make one from that far. And I think this is one of those situations where a team's going to be like fourth and four from... You know, the 37, and they go for a 54-yarder. So what do you say it was? Minus what? Minus 145 was the site that I saw. So we're going to um, test these. We're going to say we're putting $100 in each of these. We're going to do okay. five of them, I think is what we said. Yeah. So we're going to see at the end of the day where, where we are. So Because uh, a lot of these are going to have different odds. We're not just picking spreads here. So No, yeah, definitely um, not. So my first one, and it's going to be the first in a series of them. Um, I'm going to start with MVP here, and I am picking Christian McCaffrey plus 440. And I got this one from FanDuel. I've looked at some other ones. I don't know where you're you're, you're looking here, but yeah, that was a site I was mm-hmm. looking at. But uh, all right, my turn, huh? I will. The second one I have here is it's, it's I'm sticking with the kickers. 
This one is both teams to make a field goal 32 yards or beyond. I said yes, because people are more conservative. It's at minus 140. People are more conservative in the playoffs, and I feel like people, you know, you're going to kick those field goals. If it's, you know, fourth and seven at the 24, like you're going to kick a field goal. You know what I mean? Like it's, you know, it's just um, uh, just how it is. But it was uh, minus 140. So, yeah, that's uh, my second one there. Again, I said I'm sticking with uh, McCaffrey here. And is this where – well, I'm going to have to edit some of this because I'm – okay. McCaffrey, rushing yards. I'm taking McCaffrey to rush for 100 yards, 100, 100 plus yards. So I guess he has to get to 101. Uh, that is plus 118. Oh, very good. So you can see where I'm going with some of these, you know, trying to stack them together here. Um, <clears throat> yes. All righty. My third one I got here. This is my first underdog bet. And this is a popular one that I feel like you see every year. Over two and a half players to throw the ball to make a pass attempt. Obviously, we'll get the, the quick two in the first quarter as each quarterback will throw one. But my thing here is we always see some trickery in the uh, Super Bowl. And I just feel like the Niners are a team that they they do little uh, reverse plays to guys like Debo Samuel. And I could see a little thing where Debo Samuel gets a reverse and throws it downfield to somebody. Or even, hey, remember last year when uh, Christian McCaffrey had to throw a pass for the Niners in that uh, NFC championship game when they lost to the Eagles. I mean, granted, it was because they their quarterback situation was awful because Purdy got hurt. But that's at a plus 135 for the yes. So I'm uh, I'm going with that. Slight dog. But uh, I could just see some, some weird trickery happening where uh, somebody throws the ball that uh, isn't Mahomes or Purdy in this game. And there's obviously always the situation where somebody gets hurt, maybe even if it's for a player or two. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that one for my third one. So uh, Andy, what uh, what do we got you for you for your third? So I'm sticking with running backs here, and again, this is an alternate uh, yards line here. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, eighty yards, eighty plus yards. <clears throat> uh, that's plus one forty eight. Yeah, I like that a lot too. I'm actually big on a lot of Pacheco props, which I'll actually uh, will get into in my uh, my last pick here. All right, for my fourth one, I had to throw a Taylor Swift prop in there, and I think this one's honestly might be my favorite pick. It says, "Will Taylor?" Sh wow, can I even speak? Will Taylor Swift be shown on TV before the first touchdown is scored? And that's only minus one thirty. And I think hundred percent yes. I think, but it said after kickoff. So obviously she'll be shown probably pregame, like when she arrives. But I think it's one of those things where, especially if because let's say the Chiefs have the ball before there's a touchdown, Kelsey makes a 20-yard catch. Who are they going to show cheering in the box? Taylor Swift. So I like that pick a lot. Uh, for uh, That's probably my favorite of all five of that I have for Taylor Swift uh, to be shown before the first touchdown is scored. What about you, Andy? What do we got here for the a fourth one? I see you're still... Uh... Still dabbling. There's a lot. Of, there's mm -hmm. a lot to choose from. So it, it is tough. It is tough. Yeah. There's always a lot of good. Uh, some good props. It's too. It's honestly overwhelming. It's like a uh, Christmas morning. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Little. Uh, and what's crazy too is a lot of these props. You know, it's like you're only allowed to bet a certain amount too because uh, they know that some of them could have yeah. some inside information. So the other one I was thinking of here, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it here. Kelsey under. Six and a half receptions. Ooh. 
So I like the matchup with their the linebackers. linebackers. Yeah, that's that was the thing so I've heard. I know, I, I know he'll want to make plays. But and that's all you got. And honestly, if you're the Niners, your game plan should be to focus on just shutting Kelsey down. And also on top of that, I think like when you see guys like Kelsey that are in the news a lot, you know, Taylor Swift, this Taylor Swift, that it makes you more motivated. Like we want to shut this guy down. We know everybody wants to see him do well because of Taylor Swift and they want to be the villains in this game. I like that pick. So he had, um, he had that like the first quarter last week too. So that's like one of the reasons I think. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's a little inflated. mm -hmm. Yeah. You never know. All right. My last bet here is my biggest underdog because it is the first touchdown of the game to be scored. And I'm going with Pacheco at plus 550 to be the first touchdown score of the entire game. I could see the Chiefs coming out, uh, whether they're down 3-0, whether it's 3-3, whether they're got, you know, whether it's they're up 3-0. I could see them driving the ball at some point, getting inside the five, and Pacheco's just a horse, and I feel like he he'll be able to run one in and uh Get himself the first uh, touchdown of the game. Now, what what did you say that was? Plus 550. 550. Yeah, so almost 6-1 to one odds that Pacheco will score the first touchdown of the game. Now, I need to find this one. Here it is. Okay. Uh, will there be a successful fourth down conversion in this game? And I'm saying no. Ooh. So my logic is that, and you had a little bit too as well, you think these teams are going to settle for field goals if they're in that situation? Yeah. I think both these teams are kind of conservative. When it comes that's to what that's down. what I actually heard today. Is they are both they are two conservative coaches. So I think I think it's you know one you could say conservative or you could say confident in the team's ability to play a good defense and also score in other ways where you're not like trying to make that gamble. So I think that's I don't I don't see a scenario other than a fourth and one or end of game situation that either of these teams are even going to attempt a fourth down. So. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that, uh, you know, a last drive at the end of the game, yeah. someone's the driving. Chief, the Chiefs don't sneak with Mahomes ever because he got hurt on one of them. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'm going with. So, yeah, we got some uh, some so good things. Those are our, our five. And is there anything else you wanted to talk about? There, there was a couple of things I want to talk about that are funny uh, props that have uh, that I've seen go on. And I want to ask you about these two because you're, uh, you know, you're a smart man when it comes to this financial stuff and whatnot. And so there's two bets that I saw that are pretty funny to me. One of them was $2,000 to win 600000 that Chase Young will be the MVP <laughs> of the Super Bowl. Wait, what did you say it was? Two th- the guy bet $2,000 to profit 600000 Oh, so, okay, 600000 That Chase Young will be yeah. the MVP of the Super Bowl, and they said that since joining the Niners or in the playoffs, Chase Young has six tackles and zero sacks. I, I've noticed that he's been kind of invisible um, watching him there, but I was when I was looking at, like, what are the best long shot MVPs, I'm like, you know, I could see it because you have to have some sort of stat here. Yeah. It's possible he could have a three-sack game, but it seems... Well, I think what you would need is a fumble very, touchdown, very, very too. Unlikely. Yeah. I think, yeah. What he, did Von Miller do that year when he won? When that kid from the future that used to talk I, to Sean? I believe he had three sacks and a forced fumble. Yeah. Something like that. And then it was think, just shitty quarterback play because Manning was hurt. Yeah, Cam that's, Newton was that's trash. That's the other part of it is you have to then have, hope that there's not a lot of offense there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't love that one. <laughs> I don't know. And here's the best one, Andy. This And this was only a hundred bucks. So it's like, okay. But I'm going to tell you this right now before I even tell you what the bet is. It's a hundred dollars to profit one million. <laughs> Okay, worth it. And exactly. 
It is that the Chiefs will score exactly two points. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't like it at all. And so that's why I'm telling with you because it's like 100 bucks. It's like, and you're like, oh, 100 to win 1 million. But it's like, oh, that the Chiefs final score is going to be two points. Who's I don't know. That, I don't though, know. Because like the, the sports books don't even want to do that shit because they're like, no, nah, that'll be like a fucking curse. We give someone that. But also it's like, who's betting those is more my, that's what I want to know more. It's yeah. like, not I'm, only who's accepting those, who's betting those. I'm picturing it being like, um, this is a second time I reference this movie today. Uh, semi-pro when the uh, guy hits the shot. Oh like, yeah. Dukes. Oh shit. We don't actually have money. <laughs> you just want a giant check <laughs> that says $10,000. I'm just picturing like some random sports book in the Caribbean gave this guy that he's like, I'm here to collect. They're like, no. Yeah, no, I know. You know, those, a lot of those offshore accounts won't let you do too much. Like that, I was just talking about this, uh, before this, uh, too, is that like in a lot of, uh, accounts only let you can only bet certain, you know, they limit you heavily a lot of times on uh, the props. Like, you know, a lot of them let you only bet like a couple hundred and stuff because it's not, you know, you never know what could, uh, what could happen. You know, you might know some stuff or something like that, but, um, yeah, it's uh pretty crazy, but uh yeah, there's some out there that will let you bet a little bit more, but um you got Gronk's kick of destiny too, so he's got to make a field goal. I think that happened last year and he missed it, so Oh wow. Yeah. Not good for Gronk. But um I guess now our final thing is going to be uh our pick for the game, huh? Yeah. I think we know where you're leaning because you've uh you've talked about it for a while now, but uh why don't you just let us know, Andy? Where where are you going with your bet? Uh, yeah, we could pick up gets the spread. The spread almost doesn't even matter anymore. It's one and a half. Um, and neither has picked over or under on those because I think those are just too basic. We want to do some player stuff here. Oh yeah, um, that's what the but yeah, about. if I'm picking McCaffrey to win the MVP, it means he's he's exactly he's winning. He's not going to Jerry West this shit. Um, I don't think anyone can anymore. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Um, so. Uh, my logic here is the Chiefs have a very good defense. The run defense is not as good. And so I, I like them to engineer some sort of crazy running game. Uh, you know, Mike Shanahan was pretty good in the Super Bowl, won some games. Kyle Shanahan, not as much, uh, uh-uh. you know, 0-2 in the Super Bowl. But, you know, I could see a, you know him winning a Super Bowl just like his dad did, you know, behind a strong running game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a. I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna say the 49ers as well, because I think. I just feel like they. They. It seems like even everybody and their mother wants or is like maybe going for the Chiefs is the Taylor Swift stuff, and I think shit like that. I think is gonna motivate the Niners a little bit, and it's like. We watched the Chiefs get humiliated. A few people forget about it, but we watched the Chiefs get humiliated, to. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a couple of years back. And the other thing too, is you got the 49ers. They lost in 2020 to the chiefs. So it's a whole organization. I feel like, uh, you know, bounce back. Like, you know, it's the revenge type thing. And also it's revenge for Kyle Shanahan. You know, he lost that super bowl to the, to the, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Was he the coach of San Francisco when they got to the super bowl in 2020? Yes. Okay. So, so that's why I said he's zero two. He's zero two as a head coach. Zero and one as the and, offensive and it's, coordinator. It's, it's he's due. You know what I mean? I I know that sounds so square and cliche to say, but I think he's due. I think he's due to to finally get himself a Super Bowl ring. And on top of that, I uh, 
I, just this Niners team, it just feels like, you know, it's just they've just been doing so well for so a while that I just think they they go out and they they get the job done. I think they have more weapons when it comes down to it. And I think someone on defense or something, someone's going to make a big play here. And I think the the Niners get the job done. I think they I think they win a Super Bowl that comes down to um, the wire. I'll say like a 27-24 type game. I think maybe the Chiefs get the ball down late with the chance to win. I think the Niners defense stops them. I like that as well. I was going to say like 27-20. Game ceiling pick. Someone That's or? what I vision. I vision the Niners have the lead with Mahomes having the ball in his hand at the end, down by anywhere between three to seven points, and the defense gets the stop. Maybe you get like a third and long, and then like a fourth and like seven situation, and you know, incomplete pass. So, yeah, I think we're both we're both on the Niners. We both would like the Niners to win. So uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna both go with that and go with San Francisco. Maybe we can end the year on a positive note here with uh, how things have been. Well, I can win a lot of money because all my bets are plus. So yeah, that's if true. All you of can, those hit. You, win a lot of money. You would have a, a nice day there. Mm-hmm. So is that gonna wrap us up then? Here, or? yeah, yeah. All right, you've been listening to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode three hundred and sixty-two of Sports. I'm Tony, and with me we had Off Road Andy. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And uh, please uh, like and subscribe. Tell a friend, and uh, be sure to check out our entertainment episode as well. Uh, thank you.